Welcome, everybody, to the San Antonio Realty Pros Podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this upcoming episode. We intend to bring you the best content and the best information possible about real estate, and you might learn something along the way. Thanks for joining. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, I mean, so, okay. So now that, um, now that we're back in, we're not back in, we're, we're officially in the new office. Um, I mean, that's pretty exciting, right? A lot of hard work. <laughs> a lot of hard work. Somebody had to go on a week vacation. Well, left, me, left me all alone with the paintbrush and So paint. if we would originally <laughs> stuck with our timeline and not tried to close early, I would have been here. Because <laughs> actually, uh, I think the original plan was to try to close like the first week of December. Well, it was the first because we yeah. didn't look at the calendar. We, were looking at, we don't close on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, so... Maybe we need a title company that can close on Sundays. Yeah, so... <laughs> But it worked out good because we were able to get a lot of stuff in here. We're already set up now, so we're, yeah. we're about a week ahead of schedule. Um, and then we're going to open up the doors probably officially about the 16th of December. Yeah. Wow. So when we originally came into the building, the building was um, – we left the ceiling color the same, and it was like a beige, tan you know, color. Yeah, but from down here, it doesn't look it. It looks almost white, right? It looks white. Um, if it weren't for the doors and trim being painted white, that would look super white. Um but so we came in and the, the floors in this office, uh, if you guys didn't see any of the photos on Facebook or anything like that, um, and we haven't really been super animated or, or really posting a lot of information about this because we what, what we were trying to do is give respect to our previous broker, um, which by the way, David and I are now... We're both. We are one hundred percent. We're one hundred percent. Randolph Signature yeah. Property. Group. We work and run our own company. Um, and, and today is my first day. Yesterday was David's first day at the company. Yeah. Um, but we've been working kind of behind the scenes, and and we didn't really want to put a lot of information out there. Not that we we're trying to be secretive. But we're just trying to pay a little bit of respect to our current broker and not ruffle any feathers or anything like that. Um, which is kind of funny because yesterday, <laughs> remember I told you yesterday, like I was going to go on the Facebook, the private Facebook group for, for, the, for the old brokerage. And I was going to go in there and just, you know, say my goodbyes and, and thank everybody for being so awesome and helping us out. And, and, you know, my first year in real estate, I got a lot of, you know, help and information and, and a lot of kind words and stuff. And um, I was just going to go in there and say, hey, man, I appreciate it, everybody. Um, you know, wish me luck. We're going officially to the Karis Randolph Signature Property Group. And I went to look for the group, and I'm like, well, maybe it's down in the J's. And I scrolled down to the J's, and there's no... So I got kicked out, booted from the company's uh, Facebook group, like, without even... Yeah, they didn't take long. No, it was just like, boom, right away. And I was like, okay. Um, They kicked you out, too, huh? Yeah. It it is what it is. I think we left on good terms. Um, Semi-good terms, I think. Well, I, I like to think we left on good terms. Yeah. Um, well, I, I it's always that difficult too. when you when you have a company. I can you know put sitting on this side of the desk now. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you're working hard to put a company together. You get a a couple uh, top producers, um, and then the top producers leave. You know, I, yeah. that, that messes up the business model some. So I get it. Um, you know, but it wasn't ugly. We gave them plenty of notice that we were doing this so that um, they didn't. I didn't want them to make a bunch of plans for 2020. Yeah. 
while we were making plans for 2020 and then it not it not work and uh you know i'd hate for them to pop another lease because they expected a certain amount of revenue coming in and then that revenue wasn't there and yeah you know i i try to treat people well i think we try to treat people how we would want people to treat us and but uh, you know our time, my time there at Jaystone was fantastic. Yep, met a lot of great people, did a lot of great things, learned a lot. Um, I won't ever talk bad about them. Nope. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't I hope any. to do deals with them. Uh, I yeah, do. and uh, especially the ones that I've dealt with, you know, as as management and stuff like that. Like those people know what they're doing, and I'd be happy to work a deal with them. Yeah, for sure. But man, so we we've, we've just been kind of crushing it the last couple of weeks, getting this office ready. We closed on. We close on the twenty third. Oh man, twenty second or twenty third? Twenty second. It was like a Friday, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was Friday. I think it was the twenty second. Um, so we closed on that. Flying. I don't even keep track anymore. And we immediately um, came in here and started painting. Yeah. So I brought my paint rig, and we basically um, used an airless spray rig to paint the entire um, interior of Most the building. Of it. Well, I mean, we so we didn't want to have a lot of overspray. Yeah, so the problem with with that is, if any of you guys have ever painted your own home, you know, um, these ceilings are like what ten? Yeah, they gotta be ten foot. Ten tall. foot, right? So you got a ten foot wall, and you're trying to roll that. I felt like I've already got this sprayer at the house, you know, and I painted my other house that I put on the market for sale this past year um, in July. I used the airless sprayer to paint the whole interior of that one, and that was kind of the first time I've ever really used it. Used it. I mean, I've used it before, but like not just paint a whole house. And I kind of learned, okay, this is way faster. Uh, you use a lot less paint. I think it took me ten gallons, which people think, oh my god, ten gallons of paint. But if you think about it, like that ain't really a whole lot of paint. No, uh, because if you're ten foot high and ten foot wide, that's a hundred square foot. Yeah, so times four. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, we came in here. We painted till like what ten o'clock at night. Yeah, it was a we, long it was night. a long day, and then um, the next day was a Saturday. I had to leave because I already had a, a thing. We were going to spend Thanksgiving on the coast, and um, yeah, with some friends. And hey, how'd painting the doors go? Yeah, and so I <laughs> I ended up coming back, and David had already painted like all the cut in areas, and just I mean, killed it. Had the whole thing done. The paint we chose for the trim and stuff was kind of a it's some it, we got some bad batch from Cheryl Williams. Yeah, I think you, you should put three coats on a tan color, yeah. and that tan color still shows through. Yeah. So here's the learning tip from that was going to be like, hey, oil based. Use an oil based enamel paint for your trim and stuff like that. The walls, I wouldn't ever do that, but for the doors and trim and stuff like that, the hard areas, um, it covers a lot better. Yeah. It well, stinks like heck. We were trying to cheat, so we use a sprayer on the doors. Yeah. So we had to tape up tarps to the walls so that we didn't have overspray on mm. the walls. Well, because of the air coming from the sprayer, it messed up the tarps and the tarps fell on the wet the wet paint. Yeah. And then when we pulled it off, it messed up the whole <laughs> So Steven's been over here layering doors for the past couple of days to just yeah. try and make it even out. I'm trying to repaint. I, t- I bought some oil-based paint. I'm re- repainting all the trim and all the doors that were messed up. And so that's just been a pain. So I'm ready to get back to it. I'm, I'm like, I've got all this stuff that I've got to get going. I've got to do a lot better job this time. Um, 
of getting some organizational stuff going for like client reach outs and stuff like that. Right. So I've been working on that, trying to work on that. And um make twenty twenty the year of organization. Yeah, twenty twenty is gonna be my year for sure. Um I think for the company, I think the biggest thing for us is um we want to build this company to where obviously it's self-sustainable and we're not having to, you know, bust our chops so hard to, you know, to stay afloat. I think this company, the way that we're going to set it up is going to be, you know, very successful. We're going to look for some great agents. It's going to be epic. It's going to be. (laughs) So we're going to, we're actually looking right now for some, uh, some real estate agents that would like to uh, come over to a brokerage that is a bootstrap type deal. Mm -hmm. Um, not a lot of hoopla. I mean, we're the crazy, you know, splits and commission stuff is going to be, you know, sensible for sure. And we're doing special stuff for military and and uh, first, responders. first responders. Like, if you're a firefighter and you're out there and you're you got your real estate license, hey, you can come on with us. You get a special uh, a special, special split, break. yeah, oh. special split for you um, because we know that. Uh, you know, your time is going to be limited in the field uh, doing work. Plus, and you so, and I are firefighters also. So. Yeah, and it all goes back to our roots as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, I mean, I'm pretty darn excited. I, I, I would like everybody to try to stop in and, and say hello to us if they get a chance. And uh, Yeah, we're at 1996 Shirts Parkway, Suite 402. Mm-hmm. So we're almost smack dab in the middle of FM 78, 935. Yeah, there, but, there's a, what's that, is that a Valero? It's a Valero. Yeah, it's a Valero on the corner, so we're like right next door to the Valero. Yeah, so it makes easy, easy time to go get some snacks, mm-hmm. some lickies and some if chewies. Yeah, if you're filling up with gas, just pop around the corner right there, we're right there, boom. Yeah, come on by, get a free drink. We've got our own little wet bar type thing going, you know, no alcohol, but coffee's free. drinks, coffee's free, <laughs> and we got some good stuff too. Freaking yeah. that. Those cake cups are expensive, man. I walk, I, all that stuff I got for that fridge was yeah. 160 something bucks. Yeah. For the Keurig and the sodas and the waters. I, I pulled that trick a couple times with uh, open houses, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a cheaper way to supply drinks. Because I would usually buy like little, the little wine bottle, like the single mm-hmm. serve wines, like some Moscatos and some red wines. Just Look at you. For, well, it was for that lake property, and it, you know, you got a different clientele over there buying lake property, so we want to be all kind of bougie. Bougie, bougie. <laughs> but uh, and the time of the year, it was kind of summertime, and it was kind of a that was kind of the vibe over there. Um, you wouldn't do that over here. Um, I don't know, man. I might I might go down deep in the heart of Converse with some great poupon. <laughs> well, you know, whatever works. Right. You get to try it, right? So, yeah, um, I try to figure out a way. I was like, uh, heat of the summer. Buy some beers for the guys and some wine for the women and some, you know, whatever, some cheese and crackers and all that crap. So, but yeah, it turned out good. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now, man. I just wanted to kind of let everybody know that we're officially in the new office. This is ours. Yeah, this is the first Karis Randolph Signature Property Group standalone podcast episode. Yep. Yep. We're not uh, in a rental office anymore. Um, I'm still working on the podcast setup. I think I actually like the way that the the setup is right now. This, my office is going to be the main, you know, studio for the podcast recording. And I've got a couple pieces of furniture I got to buy and stuff like that. But it's, um, 
it's going to be good, man. I think it's going to be a cool place for people to come in. We want, you know, mortgage brokers to come in here. We want to talk to the experts in the industry. Like we want to talk to, I want to interview the gurus, you know, just because not only do I feed off their information, but it also gives you guys a different perspective on what's going on and yeah. anytime that you can get more information. And we've got some good topics. We reached out to the people on Facebook and asked, hey, what kind of topics would you like to hear about? What kind of videos would you like to see? Because we want to try and do some some video uh, episodes as well for our YouTube channel. Uh, so we've got a lot of good topics up there. Some yeah. of them i got to try and figure out if I'm going to wing it or if I'll bring in somebody to, yeah. to do it. Um, well, I, I've got a couple of my, my own you know ideas because and stuff that we can film too um, because like the dog damage stuff like that, like my back door, it's got little scratches on the, um, and I want to film me doing the repair on it because I want to fix it because right. before it gets too crazy, but it's like scratched up. But I want to, I want to film that whole thing and just kind of, you know, do a little time lapse on how to repair it. And then we'll, we'll talk about it. And the best way to fix it, put mm-hmm. socks on Dakota. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the problem is that she's got a bell to go outside, but what I want to try to find, and I saw one the other day, they have this product. Um, I found it on Amazon. It's a doggy doorbell um, for the outside, and what it does is it's wireless, obviously. You just put it on there, and then they push their paw on it. Um, like you put it, you, you put it down low like a doorbell, but it's right. a big square. And when they, they hit it with their paw, it rings a chime on the inside of the house. So if I can train her to do that, like the bell, because she didn't scratch the inside of the house. She, she hits the bell with her nose, right. and she's like, hey, man, come over here and let me man, out. I got to pay. I got to go, wee-wees. But, um, yeah, no, I think um, I want to try to find those, um, those comments. There were some comments in there that I wanted to see if we could go over them really quick and, um, and see if there were some other ones that we could talk about really quick. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, no, maybe not. Oh, this was the post from um, the Help Wanted ad. Anyway, but yeah, we do have some really good topics. We've got, um, let's see, I erased all the ones over there, but we were talking about doing some uh, garage door repair stuff, small knickknack stuff that like, my garage door's not working, and we're going to show you how to adjust the sensors to make it work again, right? So like, it could be the smallest thing. It's like my garage door won't go up or go down. It's, it keeps you know going back and forth. So usually that's the sensors are blocked or there's some kind of miscommunication in between the sensors and the, and the door opener. But, yeah, like little stuff like that that, that um, you know, people yeah. just don't know, you know. So patching holes and drywall, uh, dog damage repairs, new cabinet install, and plumbing would be good. Don't know if we can do a new cabinet install because you don't want to hang. Like if you notice where they hang the cabinets, they always put some bracing back there before they do the drywall. So mm-hmm. um, maybe we could do something in the garage, something small. Uh, so do's and don'ts with garbage disposals. Like don't put your hand in it. Do put food in it. Right. Um, monitoring your house settling so you know when to call an expert. Uh, simple plumbing repairs. That will save a lot of money. Um how to fix like leaks, simple fixes, um, what to look for when buying property, such as taxes, HOA fees, restrictions, flood zones. Uh, one of my awesome clients, she wrote, uh, how to power wash a driveway. Because when I put her house on the market, I power washed her driveway. Mm-hmm. Uh, things to bring to your closing. She said that because even though I reminded her a couple times, 
because I remind everybody a couple times to bring your photo identification to yeah. closing. Yeah, that's she a must. She left it in her car in her cup holder because she, she happened to get to ride with her friend. Uh, so during closing, I left and drove to her house with her car keys to go get her ID so that they could finalize all the notarization. <laughs> uh, so she put that in there. And what not to do with your insurance money, like uh, when you get your insurance money for a roof that's damaged from hail, mm-hmm. don't go buy something with it <laughs> unless it's the roof. <laughs> yeah, I actually um, made that mistake. I didn't make the mistake, but I... And then how to back out of your contract at the last possible moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we, I we protect this, you way before that. Yeah, I posted this. Well, that, it's an inside thing. Yeah. Uh, but I posted this little video of a car zooming through traffic, and I, I tagged her in it. I was like, this is me trying to get to your house to get your driver's license and get back to closing as fast as possible. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just certain things like that, you know. We're not going to become like Tim the Toolman Taylor and have our own home improvement show. No, we'll bring having, in experts for that. Have, yeah, but having some topics that we can do. Um, maybe we can get Giovanni to come over here and, and roof a, a doghouse real quick to kind of explain what certain things are. He did that at our BNI group, and he roofed the whole entire doghouse in like five minutes, like with the drip beds and everything. So, hmm. uh, But it, it, he, what he did is he broke down all the different steps. It's all just shrunk to scale, right? So instead of a regular house, he used mm-hmm. a doghouse that he built, and then he, uh, he donated a doghouse uh, to something. That's a good idea. Um, but yeah, just doing cool little things like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm down. I, I think it's important. People people want to know. I mean, we, uh, we're trying to build this podcast to, to bring everybody the best information possible for real estate, inf- you know, and if you're buying and selling a house, some of these things are going to come up anyway. So mm-hmm. why not why not talk about it and and uh, you know give people some some uh, some good stuff. So well, 2020 is coming around the corner, right? And this is when everybody makes resolutions. Yeah. So I think your New Year's resolution is going to be get organized. Yep. More. That's better. like my that, and I'm I'll be the first one to admit I'm terrible with time management. Um, I have, I'm probably one of the hardest working people, um, that you'll find. Like, I don't mind work. I don't mind it at all. But sometimes, even though I was in the military, like I'm not naturally born with the initiative to, um, to start projects, right. Or to even like, I'm so squirrel. Like I'll, I'll start a project and I'll be like, Oh crap, I gotta go over and do that. (laughs) So I'm just like, he's hitting all kinds of different doors. Yeah. I can start like 50 projects, man. And I can smash all 50 of them. It'll take me a while, but I'll get them all done. So I'm not scared of the work. And and that's something that, uh, if, if anybody knows me, you know, I've done hard labor construction. Um, it doesn't matter. I'll sit there and work all day. It doesn't matter. Um, but when it comes down to like organizing my thoughts and organizing pretty much anything i'm terrible at it i have got i'll I'll do the work just i need somebody to come in and go hey put this here put this here do this do this and buddy i can freaking go i mean i'm one of those guys and i got lots of good ideas and i'm a good problem solver but organization is just not my thing so today we're talking about four steps to organize your garage Mm -hmm. and i think everybody man my garage looks like a hurricane went through it i bet if we put 10 people in a room a lot right. of people are going to have messed up garage. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you there's only one out of the bunch that has a decently organized, you know, usable space. Or it's even like the, a converted garage that's turned into a living room or something, right? right. So at one point or another, 
Um, garage organization is huge because, you know, here in Texas, uh, we get the extremes, extreme heat, mm-hmm. and then snap, it's extreme cold, and it's extreme heat again. Like yesterday morning, <laughs> it was 36 degrees when I woke yeah. up, high 81. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, most of the time, like, I, I like to have my garage open and cleaned out enough to where my wife can pull her car in and out. It's a two-car garage, two-car. I have air quotes if you right. can't picture that. Everybody but, knows what you mean. Yeah, so two-car garage, and it's perfectly fine for, like, a golf cart on one side, a lawnmower, or an ATV, and then the car, and then t- room to get out, plenty of, you know, whatever. But you get the, what, I'm, I'm 38, right? And I've got crap everywhere. I buy stuff. We, it's, we just acquire so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And then David tries to get, every time David cleans his garage, I, hey, you want this? Hey, you want this? So I'm like, no, man, quit giving me all your crap. Because <laughs> I know you'll take it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll oh, take I'll it. Probably so, use that and sometime. I put it in the corner. I'll and take advantage of your squirrel moments. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, you know, we, we get, you know, in our, in our young and old ages, we get, uh, we acquire stuff. So, um, oh, speaking of which, do you need some Christmas lights? No. I have about 15,000 I'm going to be giving away. I'm the guy that buys the laser projector thing yeah. and like puts three of them in the yard. <laughs> so I, I told he's in because I, I put up some of the, the lights. I was like, I got so much more. And this is why you were in the coast. And I was like, if it wasn't for the fact that I have to paint the office and do stuff, I would have gone by your house and I would have, <laughs> you would have come home and be like, that'd what be the great. hell? That'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to like do all They would stay of, up all year round because I, I wouldn't take them down. I, I know, right? I, I was like going to Clark Griswold and yeah. just staple it all up and down your roof and stuff like that. It'd take you like three days just to pull it down. But, That's uh, hilarious. I was going to do that to you. I might do that ne- next Thanksgiving, go, go on a vacation. I'll stay here <laughs> next time. <laughs> I'm never going on vacation now. Yeah. If my roof wasn't so high, like, it would be easy. But my, I don't know, man. I don't want to mess around with, I don't like to fall off a ladder from 30 feet in the air. It's just not fun. Falling's not the hard part. It's that sudden (laughs) stop. So um, this this actual uh, conversation about organization for the garages is actually uh, straight from our blog post from our website. So this is going to be, the information is going to be linked here on our website at www.sanantoniorealtypros.com. Um, and then go to the top of the page. It's going to be our blog right by the Contact Us uh, tab. And then you can go in there and check out our blog. We add new blogs weekly. So uh, this one here is Four Steps to an Organized Garage. And basically, it's telling us on here that 30% of us actually use our garages to park our cars in. And today's garage is more of a storage unit uh, than a shelter for an automobile, but that doesn't mean it has to look like a giant version of the inside of a kitchen junk drawer. Right. But, you know, it's funny because I have a two-car garage, mm-hmm. and I have no cars in it right now. Right. Uh, I've got a zero turn. I've got some shelving. My son's gym equipment's in there. I got my workbench. I got my toolbox. And in the center, my wife would park her car. I don't yep. know how her car is special, but her car her car is always special to the point where... It all always in the garage, but because I had to take everything out of the attic and put it into the garage for all the Christmas stuff, mm-hmm. she's been parking outside for the past couple of weeks. That's why I got to get rid of some lights because I don't want to take all that stuff back up to the attic. Yeah, you know, I was like, you know, I went nuts and put them like Clark Griswold, and I just don't have the time for that anymore. When I'm in the army working a, a, a seven to five, mm-hmm. and I know I have my weekends off and, and yeah. I got time, I got time to do that, but. I don't have time anymore. 
Yep. So I got some reindeer too. If you want some reindeer, no. no. I had one of those deer things, like the there's like a wire thing yeah. with like white lights on it. Yep. And uh, every yeah. time I, I would try to stake it down, and the, the wind would just blow it over. It's your fault. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. I did it wrong. I just didn't really care. You can't have all the stakes in the same direction. <laughs> That's true. Um, so number one, um, pull it out. Pull it all out. Um, so it's it's telling us that we should pull out everything out of the garage and onto the driveway. Yeah, That's the first I, step. I, I need to do that because I have cobwebs everywhere. Because here's the thing. like You pull all this stuff out of the garage and you get a blank slate. right? You got a completely empty thing. Maybe you got your shelves and stuff in there. But maybe you pull the shelves out too. Yeah. Well, if you're gonna p- clean it, clean it good. Yeah. Whip it good, and then so you clean it up, get all the stuff out there, and then you basically clean all your floors, and then you got like it's a fresh. Let's go right. So, yeah. um, uh, let's see. Well, you know, you one thing when you get it cleaned out, you want to make sure like all the cobwebs are cleared out. One thing I've got to do, I got to pressure wash my my drive the floor. The floor, yeah, it, it's just it's just got all kinds of grime and stuff on it. I've got I don't have cars long enough for oil leaks, yeah, but, so I don't have oil leaks on there. But I need to pressure wash it and get all the dirt and grime off from the car tires and things like that. Um, you know, I'm actually I have I really need to paint the walls. That's what I was gonna say. A lot of people have like these unfinished garages yeah. to where it's just like drywall and tape. And mud over the screw holes, so it's kind of like literally a blank slate. So this might be a good opportunity to come in and do a fresh paint job or texture it, like the inside of the house. Yeah, you can get a texture gun, uh, one of those things that. Yeah, well, you gotta know what you're doing too, because if you don't know what you're doing, it's, it's a perfect time for a DIY project, right? <laughs> but you know, it's just so my my garage is painted orange. Because mm-hmm. we were going to have in this, when I was buying the house next to Steven. We He's a Longhorns like fan. Hook him. But it's not burnt <laughs> orange. It's more like a Minute Maid orange. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's, like it's, a, like dark, dark it's like a dark, adobe, yeah, like weird. But we, weird. we were going to have a kid's cave, and the kids had picked out that color. We wanted a bright color for it, you know, because bright colors, you know, they spark, you know, creativity and stuff like that. It looks like David went down to the Habitat for Humanity and grabbed some random cans yeah. of paint. Well, but I had it, and I couldn't <laughs> give it away. So the garage was the same color as the house, and it was just, I didn't like it. So I used it, and it's brighter. Like, when the lights are on, it's yeah. very bright. Um, but I've had a piece of equipment fall, and it poked a hole through the dry uh, the drywall. Mm. So... We could probably cut that out and patch it and use that for the how to yeah. patch a drywall. Yeah, um, for sure, because that's and just like do real stuff, right? And but uh, that's what I said, like the one on my back door where the dog scratches the door, the, the molding there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to back to uh, you know the garage. You know, we've kind of talked about pulling it out, painting it. Yep. Uh, great time to go through it. Uh, I'm kind of doing that with my computer right now. I was going through all my marketing material and stuff like that, transferring it over to our Google Drive so our agents can have access to it. Yeah. And I was like, why don't I have this? This does, this sucks. And I deleted it. But it's the same thing. You'd be like, man, I've never used this. I didn't even know I had this. I feel like if you haven't used something in like over a year. You don't need it. You probably don't need it. Yeah. Like you can probably go borrow it from somebody or rent it. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a big tool or something, like, uh, okay, 
I've got a little bit of bias towards tools because I like to work on stuff. So I'll keep like tools. Mm -hmm. I'll buy a toolbox even just to house more tools, but or find a place to put it. But like if if you've got like some old camping gear that you (laughs) you ain't camped. We're waiting for the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you got an old camping, like a coffee pot thing, that you throw it away or donate it or, or have a big. This is a perfect opportunity for a yard sale, right? Um, get you some tables. Put all this crap on tables. No, not a yard sale. A garage sale. Yes, a yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not in the garage anymore, right? But it was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a perfect time to. To have a, a yard sale or a garage sale and and get rid of some of the stuff, make some money to maybe upgrade the garage floor. Like I love the epoxy flooring coatings. Yeah. Those, I mean, a true not a uh, not go to Home one. Depot that, and that buy those one. I I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want that. I, I want to get the one stuff. where you get a company to come in and the proper way to do this. And if you don't already know, is to either acid etch the concrete after it's really clean. Because here's what happens. When you have a concrete slab poured, right, for your house, they have a finished crew that comes in and smooths and polishes this, this concrete out to make it as smooth as possible. All right. The things that get the broom finish are the steps, the porches, and the driveway, and the back porch, right? So those are the walking surfaces that are on the outside exterior part of the house that are not necessarily under roof get a brushed finish and it's rough the epoxy paint that you buy from from home depot will stick to that and the tires won't peel it up because it's got a rough something for the epoxy to adhere to but inside the garage they trowel finish it with a smooth trowel and then they run over it with one of those whirly birds that Mm -hmm. smooths the concrete out so you get this almost eat offable like you can almost eat off of it smooth surface um sometimes you pour water on it and it beads up because it's so smooth right there's no way for the water to penetrate. So what happens is you go in there and you clean the floor. Maybe you power wash it. You put a bunch of you know, cleaners on it. You're like, I got this floor clean. Well, <laughs> yeah, you got the floor clean, but the paint's not going to stick to it. That's why it peels up You know, some of these cheap uh, DIY kits. The, you put it on the floor. It looks really good. But as soon as you park your car on there, that rubber compound sits overnight, and it just it'll peel it right off as soon as you back out because there's nothing for it to stick to the concrete. So they come in, they'll either diamond grind the concrete floor to grind off the top layer of that smooth finish, or they'll come in with an acid and they'll etch it with acid. And basically all that does is just, it basically burns that smooth surface off the concrete. Then they'll come in, they'll do the epoxy. That's the correct way to do it. And the best way to do that is let somebody else do it. That's what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just crazy about doing stuff on your own, then fine, have at it. But I guarantee you it won't last as long as some of these other companies coming no. out and doing it. I did mine when I moved in, and it's it's getting to the point now where it's starting to peel off mm-hmm. and, and stuff. So Yeah. you got. I mean, you're going to spend three or $400 to do it yourself, maybe 500 right? You're going to spend about 1500 for somebody else to do it, but it's going to be there for ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, and ever. And you might get a warranty out of it too, which is which is always good, but... Um, yeah, so we talked about putting it out, cleaning it up, maybe possibly painting it. Yeah, now we're going to sort through our crap, check it out, you know, see what we're going to keep, and then just start organizing it, man. When you finish sorting all the stuff out and the paint's dry, 
take it all back in there and organize everything. Maybe buy some new shelves. Maybe buy some new cabinetry or something yeah, like that. Some Tupperware containers. Yeah, I mean, right? Just put it up there. Hey, camping stuff in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, paint stuff in here. Well, they've got these cool um, ways now where you can build shelving that uh, it kind of retracts, like it lowers and raises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like a basket system, so you can lower this thing down. You know, put eight or twelve containers on it. These Tupperware containers. And then you just crank it back up to the ceiling, and it's out of the floor. It's out Make of the sure way. Make sure you tie it into some some stuff. Yeah, you definitely want to have that. You don't want to be like having trying to lift eight hundred pounds with just some drywall. Yeah, that's so be smart about it. Work there. See that we always got to do this stuff because somebody's gonna go out there and do it. Put like eight hundred <laughs> pounds on something, and then their whole ceiling gonna come in and be like, "David, Stephen, you you guys owe me some drywall." Yeah, we're not we're no, not responsible no, for that. Hashtag read the instructions. Yeah, and so. Yeah, especially for the product, like they're going to tell you to get it into the rafter stud. So, um, I mean, that's pretty much it. I think having a, uh, an accessible garage, like whenever I go out there and clean my garage, or just when I organize it, not even clean it up, I just put stuff back because <laughs> I'll get a project going and I'll, I'll start something with the saw over here and then I'll push the saw to the side and I have a bunch of hand tools out and I just stick them on the top of my toolbox and then the next thing you know you can't even see what's on the top of the toolbox because there's so much stuff. You have a toolbox? <laughs> yeah, I've got Oh, there's a toolbox over there. Right. So, score. I mean, it the I feel so much better. It's like when you wash your car, you feel like it drives better. You ever clean it up like detail it real nice, spend like 4 or 5 hours detailing your car and you're like, "Dang, this thing drives like a brand new car." No. You don't ever wash your car. Oh, okay. So, anyway, um, like five minute guy, drive you drive through the, the things you never yeah, clean them. That's why the, the, my truck's always like, you know, half washed. <laughs> it's <laughs> got the little whip marks on the back. Or like underneath my uh, uh, front um, spoiler. Is that a spoiler? That spoiler's in the rear, right? No, I mean, there's, there's a spoiler anyway, in the front. Right underneath or, the, yeah. the bumper, they, it never gets underneath there. But this is great information if you plan on selling your house because. The the, the the ladies typically don't go into the garage, but the guys always go into the garage. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're going to be selling your house, the more organized it looks. Right. The bigger it's going to look and the more attractive or appealing it will be as well. Yeah. So there's also a link in here on um, uh, epoxy coat in the garage floor. There's also a link on... Um, on the blog to show you how to do it and it goes uh, it takes you over to this old house mm-hmm. website and so there's actually a whole another blog dedicated just to how to epoxy a garage floor so if you guys see that it'll be highlighted in the hyperlink um, on our website's blog so you'll see it to where it says you know go here to see this you know website so uh, it'll be highlighted there on the last sentence on part number two, step two. And hey, you know, practice makes perfect. So if you want to come over to Stevens in my house and work on our garages before you work on yours, just to make sure you got it right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about Steven, but I'm willing to share. Because no, I'll, I'll be happy to pull all my crap out of the garage and put it on the driveway just so somebody can <laughs> try it out. <laughs> Worst case scenario, what, you mess it up and then I got to redo it and let somebody else try it again. Right. Have like ten coats of epoxy coating on the floor. It's like thick as tile. <laughs> like I can't even fit my car in here anymore. It's six inches of, of yeah. uh, epoxy coating. No kidding. But uh, all right. Well, I think that's about it for this vlog. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm really excited to to start recording um, more regular episodes of the podcast here. Um, as as I said before, over time they're they're gonna hopefully improve the sound qualities. I think it's getting a little bit better. We're 
still trying to tweak it right now. We got some other stuff coming. Um, I've ordered some different uh, microphone booms and stuff like that to help us out. And um, if you want to be, if you are an ex- expert in the industry, right? You got a business that's that's real estate related. Yeah, give us a shout. We'd love to sit down with you and just do a podcast, man. We want we want everybody in here um, doing interviews and stuff, so we can put out some good content for everybody and uh, help promote your business. Uh, we we're working with a company right now that we may um, have on the show um, here pretty soon, and. and uh, Put out some good information from them, mm-hmm. so we're we're trying to set those yeah, it's meetings an interesting up. Interesting business, yeah, so they, for sure. They, they will uh, come to your your property, mm-hmm. and they'll give you the true square footage. Yeah, because um, you know houses are basically priced per square foot, right? So a lot of especially custom home builders, they'll sometimes they'll what they submit to the county will be less than what the square footage actually is. And most people, including myself, because, you know, I don't have an appraisal to go off of. Right. I go off of the county appraisal district for the square footage. Mm-hmm. So if a house was selling for 150 a square foot and was 10 square feet off, that's $1,500 right there. Yeah. Um, now imagine if it was 100 square foot off. Now you're $15,000. Yeah. It, so, you could get yourself into a small pickle there with... Um you know, having the wrong numbers. So yeah, it's, well, it's it'll help with important. appraising and things like that too. Um, so uh, I'm kind of interested. I think they're going to try and come by next week to to talk to us about what they've got, and uh, we'll see if we bring them onto a podcast and and go from there. Absolutely. Well, um, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We we really appreciate everybody. Share um, it. All your support. Yeah, please share this with your friends. Like if if you want to, you know, post something on uh, Facebook or something to share it. If you you see the link on Facebook, please, please give it a share. Um, Facebook doesn't like us to ask for shares and likes. Um, they actually kick our information uh, at a lower uh, you know, reach number for asking for likes and shares, like outright in the verbiage. Like if we, if we put please like and share, Facebook right. actually doesn't like that. I don't know why, um, but it, they do. Um, Facebook's trolling. Yeah, so they're just an ultimate troll. <laughs> they're trolling themselves. We, so, yeah, please share this podcast with everybody that you know. Um, you know, we're trying to build an audience here. And if you got questions about anything, you can leave uh, questions with us uh, through our messenger. Um, if you want to find us on Facebook, our our username on there is at SanAntonioRealtyPros.com. Or not .com, but it's at San Antonio Realty Pros. So if you type that in the search, you can find our Facebook page and 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 give us a thumbs up. We'd appreciate it. And I don't know if there's like any extra um, going out from that. I mean, I think we're going to pick up another episode next week. Yeah, we may just record weekly or so. Yeah, every yeah. Wednesday. I'd like to get it before lunch. Uh, we're we're running a little bit behind today, but uh, we've been super busy. So. Other than that, it is lunchtime. Yeah, it's 1222. We got to wrap this stuff up. I'm hungry, bro. (laughs) Let's go get some water burger. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you next time.